welcome to Bake It to the Limit. I'm your host, Katie, and this is a podcast by a home baker for other home bakers. Today, I'm going to try to make a ginger snap pear cheesecake. I saw this recipe on Pinterest a while back, and I couldn't wait to make it. This recipe comes from realsimple.com, and it's written by Sarah Quessenberry and Rory Travato. First step, I have melted um, six to eight tablespoons of butter and set that aside. And now I need to pour a package of ginger snaps into my food processor and pulse them until uh, they're just in tiny little crumbles. that didn't get that didn't get ground up quite as much as the others all right now I'm gonna pulse it just a little bit more Now with the food processor on, I'm going to pour in my, let's start with six tablespoons of butter and see if I need to add two more. I'm gonna pour that in as, it's, as the food processor is going. All right, gonna, I stopped it and I'm gonna finish mixing this ginger snap crumbs and butter together with my hands. And it feels, when I pinch it together, it kind of stays together. So I think it's probably ready to add the crust. So I have my springform pan here and what I'm going to do is I'm going to pour my uh, crust mixture into the pan and just press it in with my fingers and I'm going to be pressing it up against the sides as well, as high as it'll go. Alright, start on that. mix it up mix it up some more once it's in the all out of the food processor with my hands some more just to make sure that butter is evenly distributed. Now I can start to press it down with my hands. Alright this might take me a few minutes. So I'm gonna pause my recorder and I'll get back to you when I'm done. It's most of the way pressed in there now just to make sure it's an even layer I'm gonna use the bottom of a glass cup to press it to make it even. Okay, I got it all pressed in there and up the sides just a little bit. I need to bake this at 350 degrees for about 20 minutes. After that, I'm gonna take it out and put it on a cooling rack to let it cool. So I took my uh, crust out of the oven and it's been cooling on the wire rack for a little while. And now I'm ready to make my filling. So first I have some pears that I peeled and sliced into about an eighth of an inch pieces. 
and I'm going to add some gin ground ginger to it. I don't have a lot left, so I'm just going to put what's left in my container. And I'm going to get a little spoon to stir those around and toss those in the ground ginger. The recipe, the recipe calls for a quarter teaspoon. I think that's probably, that's probably there. I'm tempted to put some cinnamon on it, but I'm going to follow the recipe since this is the first time making it. There we go. All right. And now with these pear slices, I'm going to fan them out and put, line them, line the, line the pan with these pear slices, just putting them right on top of that crust that I baked. All right, I got my pears all lined in the bottom of my pan. Well, on top of the crust, I guess. So, yay. I just love the flavor profile of pears and cheese. I'm excited to have a cheesecake. I don't know why it never occurred to me to just make pear, a pear cheesecake. I like it. So, I love pears so much that I actually put in some extra pears in there and I have about a double layer of pears in the bottom of my pan there. And now I have two packages of softened cream cheese. This is about 16 ounces total and I put them in the bowl of my KitchenAid and I'm going to start my KitchenAid and beat my cheese for about two minutes on medium. My cream cheese is now good and super creamy and now I'm going to pour in my sugar. I have one cup of sugar here and I'm just going to pour that in to my cream cheese. And now I'm going to turn my mixer back up to medium and whip for another two minutes. Okay, my sugar and cream cheese uh, come together real nicely and now I'm going to add my eggs. I have two room temperature eggs here. I'm going to add them in one at a time. First I'm going to pull out this eggshell. Alright, now I'll add an egg in. <laughs> and I'll wait till that first egg is incorporated before adding the second one. While I'm waiting for that, I'm going to measure out three teaspoons of vanilla and I'm just going to put it in the same bowl as my other egg. Oops, a lot more in three. Good enough. Alright, now I'm going to add this vanilla and egg into this mixture. seconds and then I'll use my rubber spatula to finish out the mixing up. Alright, got my rubber spatula here and I'm going to finish stirring this batter together, scraping the sides, making sure all the egg gets mixed in and all the cream cheese gets mixed in with the sugar and the egg and the vanilla. It's going to taste wonderful. There we go. And now a quick word about water baths. I have been, I filled up my kettle all the way full of water and it's been 
boiling on the stove for a while now. I also found my large roasting pan and I've got that set up. I use a water bath to keep my crust from burning and to make sure my cheesecake gets cooked evenly through all the way. And it's also supposed to help keep it from also supposed to help keep it from cracking. <laughs> anyway, and because I'm using a springform pan, I am worried about the water seeping into my cake, which has happened a few times for using a different a couple of different springform pans. So to counter that this time, I'm wrapping my springform pan in a layer, a large layer of parchment paper. And then I wrap that in two sheets of foil because my foil just isn't long enough to, uh, it's just not long enough in the, to cover the bottom of this pan the springform pan and they would go up the sides so hopefully that layer of parchment paper will keep the water from seeping into the springform pan anyway here we go my batter's ready i'm going to pour it right over the pears into the springform pan i took a picture of this and you can find it on the instagram account just look for Bake it to the limit, underscore with, underscore Katie, to see my whole springform pan set up here. There we go, just scraping all that delicious cheesecake batter out of, out of my mixing bowl. And I'm just gonna press, push the batter around, make sure it's all the way around the pan. Right. It's gonna fill in all the crevices between those pears. Hopefully it'll taste delicious. I really, really love the flavor of cheese and pears. I first had, I think the first time I saw that, I was like, oh, that there's no way that would taste good. And I saw it at an ice cream shop called The Salt and Straw when I was visiting my a relative in Portland, Oregon. So. I had to sample it, and of course it had ginger snaps in there. It was a pear, gorgonzola, uh, ginger snap ice cream. And it was the most delicious thing I'd ever had. And since then I've been trying to find a recipe that uses those kinds of flavors. So I tried a pie one time, but it didn't really turn out because I was trying to mix up, mix and mash two different recipes and it just, was too wet. <laughs> All right. Now, I have my pan, my springform pan set in my large roasting pan. I'm going to open my oven. Pour out, pull out the rack and set my roasting pan on top of that. I'm not sure if I have enough water in my tea kettle for this to fill this roasting pan. I want to fill it, I think, fill it up to where it's about, the water comes up to about halfway up the, up the sides of the springform pan. Now I'm carefully pouring in my water. You know, I think this will be just enough. 
Better than nothing. Here we go. Now I'm going to shove the whole thing back in the oven to bake for about 50 minutes or until wobbly. All right, wish me luck. My cheesecake is still baking, but while it's baking, I've got to do one more final step. I have my sour cream at room temperature. I need one cup of sour cream. This is half a cup. A whole cup and to this bowl of sour cream I have a quarter of a cup of sugar and I'm going to stir this together until smooth cheesecake before with something like this. And my timer's about to go off. I'm going to check to see if my cheesecake is done. I'm going to see if it's kind of wobbly. And that's a little bit hard to do. So I have my instant read thermometer here and I'm going to poke the center of my cheesecake and see if it comes to 150 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh yeah, that's ready. So what I need to do is I'm gonna pour this sour cream sugar mixture over the top of the cake and bake it an additional eight minutes. Well, that could have gone a lot better than it did. I thought I could just try to pour this uh, sour cream mixture into my cheesecake while it's still in the oven and it proved a disaster. And when I did pour it into my cheesecake, it just, fell into the middle and the whole thing just kind of sloped inwards and now I have cracks so <sighs> that's disappointing. I had to take it out of its water bath and um, put it back in the oven. So we'll see what happens in about seven minutes or so. You know what, scratch that. I'm not gonna stand for this. I'm gonna make just a little bit more of that sour cream topping. I've taken my, I looked over my recipe again and I should have taken my cheesecake out of the oven and let it cool just a little bit before I added the sour cream mixture. So I've taken it out of the oven and I put it on the cooling rack. This will give my oven a chance to come back up to 350 because I did have the door open for quite a long time while I was uh, fooling around with this. Alright, let's try again. Alright, make another topping. Because at the very least, if I get this top of the cheesecake completely covered with stuff, maybe you won't see the crack. 
And I just eyeballed my measurements here. I just used what was left of my container of sour cream and threw another scoop of sugar in there. a little rubber spatula to help me make sure I get this out in an even layer. There it is. Yeah, the cheesecake was kind of ballooned up and uh, I should have pulled it out of the oven and let that kind of settle down, I think, before I added this layer of uh, sour cream and sugar mixture. Not really sure what this is for, but that's what the recipe called for. I'm gonna give it about three minutes on the cooling rack before I mess with it again and put more topping on it. Okay, here goes nothing. I'm gonna start around the outside because before I just dumped it in the middle and that was not the thing to do, I don't think. delicious, not burned, not cracked, pear cheesecake to take out of the oven. Okay. <clears throat> okay, here goes Nathan. What you doing? Okay, here is Nathan. I'm going to open the oven. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty clear something happened, but um, I'm going to take it out of the oven and let it cool off. 
not exactly smooth, smoother than it was. I'll take a picture. Put it online, let you be the judge of what went wrong. All right, so this has to cool to room temperature and then be chilled in the fridge for at least four hours. So I'm gonna let it cool off the rest of the evening and put it in the fridge overnight. Tomorrow I want to make, I have one more pair. I want to, I don't know, I'm gonna think of something to do with it tomorrow. Maybe brown it in some butter and sugar and put the, the slices on top. And I also set aside some, a few extra ginger snaps so I can crumble those and put those on top. Then maybe won't, no one will notice how it's kind of sunk in the middle. <laughs> oh well. And then we'll see, it'll look really interesting when we cut into it. <laughs> All right, well, have a good evening. I'll be back in the morning. Okay, so I put my cheesecake in the fridge last night. I wrapped it in saran wrap and let it chill overnight. This morning, I took one of my firmer pears that I had left over and I peeled it, cored it, and I sliced it into quarter inch slices, a little bit thicker than the ones I used for the bottom of the cheesecake yesterday. And then I put a tablespoon of butter in my skillet over medium high heat and I let that reduce and start to just brown a little bit and then I reduced the heat to medium and added my pear slices and I cooked these pear slices for three minutes on each side and after that three minute mark on for the second side I added a tablespoon of brown sugar, a pinch of ginger, and a teaspoon of water, and I swirled that around in the pan, supposed and uh, then I cooked that until that kind of mixture sort of uh, reduced. And once it was somewhat reduced, I added just a quarter teaspoon of vanilla and a tiny, tiny pinch of salt. So I'm hoping this will make a delicious topping for my cheesecake. And I've also crunched up some leftover ginger snaps that I had. All I need to do now is let those pears cool a little bit, and then I'll take my cheesecake out of the fridge and attempt to remove it from the springform pan. So hopefully it turned out okay. When I took it off the cooling rack last night and put it in the fridge, I saw like a, like a puddle of a liquid. It looked mostly like mostly it was I think butter maybe some pear juice I don't know what had leaked out of the pan but hopefully the crust is cooked not burned and not soggy so we'll see we'll see what happens okay so it successfully came out of my springform pan I'm not going to even try to pry it off the bottom pan. I'll just serve it on that. And I've arranged, strategically arranged my pears <laughs> in the most troublesome looking part of my cheesecake. <laughs> when I had that trouble with the topping with the cream yesterday. 
I've got a nice clean knife here. I'm going to dip it in some hot water. And it's supposed to help you cut a clean line on your cheesecake. And here's hoping that it's not just a pile of goo inside. But it looks like it's held up from the outside. Okay, here goes nothing. between uh, each cut and dipping it in the hot water and that'll help you get real clean cuts on your cheesecake. There we go, I got the first cake cut. I'm going to cut two pieces before I remove any pieces at all. is a little soft down there. Maybe that's just the outer edge. You know what? My knife's not the right tool for getting this out of the pan. Let's try my pie server. I'm going to at least get one good slice out of here. I don't think I cut all the way through my crust when I cut my slices. I'm hoping that's what the issue is. Yeah. Let's see if I can't get this out of here so gently. And if not, I'll try again with a different piece. some water or something. Maybe there's just too much moisture from the pears got in there. So if I had to do it again, I think I'd use even lower ginger snaps to make a thicker crust. Good, not too sweet. You taste the pears? Yeah, definitely. You definitely taste the pears at the bottom. It's a little chewy. Mm -hmm. For that uh, sour cream at the top, mm -hmm. kind of offsets the sweetness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. I've never done that. Seen that before. That's rich for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
find some people to share this with because we cannot eat this. Nope. We'll see if my neighbor wants some. Take some to your mom's house. For sure. Mmm. You definitely taste the pear though. Mm-hmm. It's not as cheesy as the last pear of cheesecake you made. <laughs> that was a pie. That was that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was a <laughs> that, that didn't turn out great at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, I tried to make a blue cheese. Like a blue cheese. Pie. Yeah, yeah, pear. I made a, blue, a a pear pie, and then I tried to make a blue cheese with topping. I didn't really have a recipe, and uh, the whipped topping was a little soupy. It was a bit much. for listening. This has been Bake It to the Limit with Katie. Bye. And happy baking.